You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. Yeah, they call it Xanadu. I call it something else, but we'll get into that in a few minutes. Welcome to a somber episode crazy, of 80 Revisited. That song is a shit. Xana, don't. <laughs> That's what it should have been called. Anyway, everybody, welcome to 80 Revisited, your weekly blast of the past. I'm one of your hosts, Trey Harris. And the other, Dan San Angelo. And with us, as always, is our loyal, faithful, sacrilegious producer, Jesse Sedgley. <laughs> yeah! He's really into this. <laughs> yes, but uh, this was this was a special episode. It's the first time that we watched a movie that neither I nor Daniel have ever slayed eyes upon, <laughs> ever, in our lives until this moment. Now, I knew about this movie. I've heard, I mean, I've heard, yeah, Xanadu, it's one of those, it's so bad, it's good, blah, 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 blah. Well, those people lied. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, this is sort of, this is, this is to me, this is, the way I feel about this movie is the way that you feel about Big Trouble in Little China. Like, I'll, get, I'll get to that. Like, how is this movie a cult classic? Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> let's get the who, what, when, where out of the way, and then we can get to talking about this travesty of cinema. Uh, Xanadu released really August two 8, people we need to talk about. 1980. <laughs> and, I, IMDb of 4.6. Rotten Tomatoes, 39%, which is ridiculously high. <laughs> I've seen there's Jaws of Revenge was lower than both of those I believe and that's like a, that's Citizen Kane compared to this to me anyway, anyway getting ahead of ourselves uh, the budget 20 they spent 20 million dollars on this piece of oh shit oh my god and the, it seems like that in set piece yeah. was a lot of that's where most money. of the budget went actually we'll get into that later but uh, the opening was 1.4 which is surprising especially when you know Platoon six years later didn't even crack a million this opening weekend Die Hard didn't crack a million yeah, this movie made I mean, uh, $1.4 million this opening weekend. Domestic gross, 22.7. So if the estimated $20 million budget was true, it wasn't necessarily a flop. It was just a critically panned disaster. Yeah. <laughs> critically, but, uh, critically disclaimed. And I shouldn't be so hard on it because actually this is an award-winning movie. It did win the Razzie for its director. Oh. That, that uh, title goes I to believe. Robert Greenwald. This is the year they started the Razzies? I'm not I'm sure. I'm not mistaken. They must have done it in the honor of this movie. I, you might be right, honestly. We'll find out. I did out. look up something with that. That could be. <laughs> but he also did recently, He uh, Robert Greenwald, he's done a lot of documentaries. Uh, he did steal this movie, and that's about it. So he really didn't <laughs> He didn't do much. And then uh, written by Richard Danis and Mark Rubel, they really didn't do nothing else either, so we'll forget about them. Now here's where it gets good. The only high point of this movie, Olivia Newton-John. She Hot was ridiculous damn. in this Dude, movie. Dude, I felt like, <laughs> when I was a kid, I, you know, we said, well, I think we mentioned Grease on the podcast mm-hmm. before. When she comes out as Sandy at the end of Grease, I was, that was like my dream crush as a kid, like for the longest time, until I saw this movie two days ago. <laughs> like, she's, Sandy is nothing compared to yeah. how she looks at the end of this movie. She's freaking gorgeous. Dear God, I was like, my, like, how did I not see this simply because of how beautiful she is? You know, on mute with some you know Metallica playing or something. It's kind of 
like when I was watching the the double where that big smile she has it shows you can see her upper and lower yeah. teeth like one of those teethy smiles God, it's fantastic well, the, just the scene that just sealed it is like when they're playing the title song at the end and she just walks out big smile and that uh-huh. jump sparkly jumps it's like my god that is a fucking angel <laughs> she truly is the spawn of Zeus <laughs> see, see look at that yeah, that's ridiculous. I didn't. We're looking at pictures because honestly, the only Google. I've known, ever known her from was Greece. So yeah, you know, she had been. And she a was ton very of, pretty. Yeah, in she, Greece. I mean, she was gorgeous, but she was to die for in this movie. I would kill it, to be with her. If it was one of those where I, she would be up there with Joanne Wiley and Marissa oh, yeah. Tomei, oh, God, yeah. that age, yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah. it's one of those things where like if I could have Olivia Newton John from 1980 or the way she looked in this movie, you know, I would just tell me what to do. <laughs> You know, and I would do it, you know. But I'm married now, so I, I really can't. So had I not been married, because I love my wife. She's very beautiful. Kill your wife. <laughs> Damn you, Satan. <laughs> Can I test the goods first? <laughs> Make sure it's real? Yeah. But yeah, Thank definitely a high much. point of the movie. And I did not realize that the great Gene Kelly was in this movie. I didn't either. Which <laughs> is shocking, because, you know, Gene Kelly singing in the rain, uh, an American in Paris... And this was his final film, so this film killed Gene on Kelly. The note. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's such a shame because I think one of the high points of the movie, as well as not, I mean, being real, not just about how gorgeous Olivia and John was, with their little uh, number they did. Yeah. That reminded me of like a one of his older movies, like sing, something out of Singing in the Rain or something. You know, it was dancing, it was singing, uh, etc. And I didn't know Michael Beck was in this either, which I only know him because he's from the Warriors. Yeah, he was uh, Swan, the main. Warrior from oh, wait, the Warriors. Oh, the one we watched it. Yeah, you know Warriors. No, that the gangs. We haven't done that one. Oh, we can't because it's like seventy nine. I think. Oh. I wanted right. to do it. I was like, oh, we have to do the no, Warriors no. on this podcast. You've seen it. I used to watch it at my house, or when we lived together. Like, I'd watch it all the time. What, what was the one that we watched at at Jesse's old place? Oh, that was uh, Deadly Prey. There you go. Okay. <laughs> That was uh, which is an eighties movie. It is, I think so. Oh man! Oh no! Uh, before I forget, Jesse, because we were, we were looking everybody out there. We were looking for a bad movie to do, or not, a, or one that we haven't seen that might not be that you know it's kind of a cult movie that we could look at. <laughs> Deadly do. Prey is nineteen eighty seven. Oh, it's it's coming. It's <laughs> it's coming. Uh, but you mentioned uh, oh, what's the name of the movie? It was a really bad one with a cheesy cover last week. We talked about Mega World or uh, something. It had a terrible cover. Or just look at Michael Beck, because he's in it. And I was like, oh, God, now we really have to do this movie, because uh, Michael Beck's in it. And I like Michael. I think he's I don't think he's Megaforce a bad actor. or something? Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. Megaforce. And once I saw he was in it, I was like, holy <laughs> he's shit. He's pretty damn bad. <laughs> I like, he's, he's awesome in The Warriors. Not so much I, in this I movie. I don't really remember The Warriors, honestly. I, I don't mean, remember watching Well, it. until this movie, that's all I ever thought he did. <laughs> What's the Go Warriors? look at that rating for Megaforce. 3.0? But, dude, look at that cover. <laughs> that's all I care about. On IMDb, nice cover. That, he's gold dust. <laughs> he is he's glowing like before purple. He, before he put on the weight and lost his hair. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Michael Beck was also, like I said, he swan the Warriors. He was also in Megaforce, which we will do as soon as we can find a way to find a way to view it. I don't know if it's on Amazon. It might be one of those like Deadly Prey, like you can't find it practically anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but he was also, I didn't remember this until I looked it up on IMDb, but it was in a TV movie on the, on the USA Network called Deadly Game which was basically 
just like that 90s movie with Ice-T, I mean, Ice, yeah, Ice-T, I'm sorry, Surviving the Game, like the man is being hunted by some person. Mm. It was a TV movie, but the reason I bring it up is because it also starred Mark Singer, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. the Beastmaster. There it is right there. Where these people go to an island and they're like, oh, by the way, I'm hunting you tomorrow. Ha, ha, ha. I like the whole chess, never been chess board thing. And then he picks them off one by one and Michael Beck is the last one standing and wins or survives. Well, it, don't bother watching it. I mean, when I was <laughs> a kid, it was, finding it. it was awesome because it was, uh, oh, you know, Beastmaster's in it. So anyway, uh, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's pretty much it for the cast. <laughs> pretty much. That's, that's it for this movie. So <laughs> Daniel, I'll let you go first. What did you think of Xanatu? I, I could not stand the movie. <laughs> There's a couple of things. Uh, you might not like me for this. We, we already agreed on one. This is the hottest I've ever seen her and one of the hottest women at the time. Oh, God, yes. She would have been a poster on my wall if I was, you know, teenager. If I could find a age. picture of that, yeah. it would go on my wall right now. Yeah. Or at least my iPad wallpaper. Gorgeous. Some of the songs didn't bother me. Uh, the only song that didn't bother me was the animated one. That wasn't bad, yeah. That was the yeah. only song, because I, I figured usually uh, cult movies, especially ones that are musicals, usually like Rocky Horror, perfect example, the music is fantastic. Yeah. Whereas in this one, I was just like, I'm just waiting yeah, for a song Most that I of like. them were bad, but some of them were okay. Like, it didn't, they didn't, it wasn't one where I was like, God, please It definitely didn't start on a high note, like, I'm alive! <laughs> it was just things like her rollerblading and then turns and kisses him, and then she kind of just... Warps at light speed off, she and flashed, he's like she's the Flash. Yeah, and then apparently he's like, oh, well, yeah, I saw a lady. Yeah, she kissed. She me. fucking went at light speed right after <laughs> she kissed me. That's not odd at all. And when I see her again, I'm not gonna ask her about that. Yeah. I'm just gonna. Continue. She's apparently deaf too, unless she's facing you because she can't hear him when he's riding after. And he steals that, or he does. He asks those two hot chicks, like, "Can I can I borrow this?" You know. Yeah. Oh, and, and, they're he, like, and then yeah. he crashes it off the pier, and then they never revisit it. I just like, like how. A random stranger asked to borrow your bike. You're like, fuck yeah, no. sure. They, and they were like, I want to fuck you. Pretty, that's like, what they yeah, really said. Sure. That's, what, that's what their eyes said. <laughs> their mouth said, sure. But some of his reactions like, was so bad. I'm not the best actor in the world, but I can give me that part. Just so I was able to kiss her back in the day, you know? I'm, I'm sure that's why he wanted... <laughs> that's why his high point in his career. Like, yeah, see what she looked like there? Uh, those shorts when he was skating. You couldn't even tell he was wearing shorts for the first few seconds because yeah, you're like, oh, where's Hawaiian his balls? Was too you know? <laughs> Make sure his balls don't pop up. And dude, that, that like dance number with the, uh, where it's like, where they're both in the club and like Gene Kelly's like, oh, a big band. He's like, no, a rock band. Yeah. <laughs> I could not tell what was male or female on that rock side. There was, yeah. Especially. There was that, did you see that one dude? Yeah. He had like, it looked like, he looked like a chick, except he has, he was wearing spandex so he had this big package. I'm like, I read, look over my wife, like, did you see that chick? She had a freaking dick. Like, <laughs> I think it was, like, yeah, I think then, it was like, a guy, but I had to pause it. Full like, of makeup. Yeah, like, he's, just, I mean, glammed out. Like, he's got like a spaghetti. It was a guy. Top on. It was a guy that liked guys. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, that's one thing. The, one of the things I was looking when I was Wikipedia researching this movie is that this movie's huge with like the gay crowd. Oh, really? I can. That's kind of why it's got. It's kind of a cult. I guess it's a cult gay movie. So the fact that we didn't like it, you know, obviously. Yeah, means that we're right. heterosexuals, oh, sure. obviously, because <laughs> obviously this movie detects that. Yeah. You gotta mean that, right? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, but musically, like like I said, the only one that I really that I would listen to again, so to speak, would or wouldn't mind or didn't mind was the animated one. Yeah, everything else about this movie was pathetic. I mean, <laughs> in a word, the first <laughs> the first five minutes, I knew what we were. I was like, I was like, God, we should have done something else. 
when like they're coming out of the picture and they're glowing different colors. I'm like, this is so. Nothing could happen next that could make this good yeah. to me. And well, I mean, in a sense, something did when she came out as a beautiful angel and cemented a place in my heart forever. Did, did we discuss the movie we're doing next week? Not yet. Can I put a little spoiler yeah, alert? Sure. The movie next week I like less than this movie. Whoa! Wow. Yes, Ooh. just putting that out there. I'm not going to give you the name yet. You'll have to listen. Well, I know next the name, week. and now I want to like grill you. Sorry. <laughs> so if we'll you were locked that. in a room and they said you have to watch, we'll do it. I'll, I'll, remind me to ask you that question <laughs> next time. I pissed him off. <laughs> He's pissed no, no, now. I don't, no, here, I'm not pissed. I'm just shocked that you there's a there's a movie that you like. I could least than this, less than this. I like the music in the the next week's is way better than this one. I was entertained with next week's movie. Not satisfied, but, but entertained. entertained. <laughs> okay. I, we'll I talk about that okay, yeah. next week. Yeah, but uh have you seen this by chance, Jesse? Absolutely not. Don't I'll just go watch this Olivia in one John. I watched this in one go. I watched the next movie in three. Wow. I, cu- I couldn't watch it all at once. And, wow. and, and, and it interspersed the second, like I watched it in three 40-minute intervals because about an hour and 50 minutes, something up in there. <laughs> the second one I stopped, and then I watched Life of Pi, <laughs> and then went back to it. A little difference. Oh, that's apples to oranges there. <laughs> but yeah. again, with the next movie, I think you like it more because you watched it as a kid. Yeah, I mean, no, oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> all will be answered next week. Tune in next week. In fact, remind me not to spoil it at the end of this episode. Okay, I got you. Because they don't lose its effect. Yeah, when it's announced. <laughs> so, but um, again, yeah, no. this movie is garbage. Like yeah. absolute shit. I, I would watch it again if it was on mute, and I could play I anything like, else. I just over like it. looking at, the, the, at uh, her. that's what I'm getting at. I mean, <laughs> like I have never been. The last time I was this starstruck or awe inspired by some like a woman's beauty. Aside from my wife on our wedding day, of course, was uh, like Mascus or Marcus Zara, whatever the first Zora was when Catherine Zeta Jones came out for the yeah. first time. I was like, holy shit, this is like the most beautiful woman in the world. Right. And this is unfortunately uh, what thirty three years ago this movie came out. So that's how she looked yeah. thirty three years ago. I mean, she's yeah. still pretty for an older woman, yeah. but I mean, I can't get over how <laughs> fucking beautiful she was. Mm-hmm. Like, and like I said, uh, we've all seen Greece. I mean, you know. Hey, stud. I'm like, whoa, Sandy. You know, just like, Jesus. Like, Travolta got the bad end of that stick because yeah. <laughs> Michael Beck got the good end. But, All right. Let's 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 wrap up this travesty. Uh, <laughs> trivia-wise, the, uh, the auditorium where the club eventually was was the Pan Pacific Auditorium, and it's in Hollywood, California, near uh, Television City, which is owned by CBS, and it was used for just the exterior shots of the club. It was built in 1935, but a fire destroyed it in 1989, and on that same spot, they, over the ruins of the exterior of the Xanadu Club, they built a community center, but they replicated one of the spires, like the blue, the round things at the mm-hmm. top. They were, kind of, they were you know, very retro-looking yeah. things, so it's in a sense it's still there, but it's not the original. And uh, I thought this was pretty hilarious. Gene Kelly took the part because filming was a short drive from his Beverly Hills home. I was like, eh, I ain't doing nothing better. I'll go dance with Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> And you kiss her on the cheek a couple times, and you Make mentioned the money. you mentioned the we talk about the budget. You mentioned the club, yeah. It cost a million dollars in nineteen eighty dollars to build, so that's four million today for that. And they probably <laughs> tore it down like the day after shooting. Mm-hmm. They just kept it they open. They needed to tear it down. <laughs> they should have burned it. Actually, they could have used it for something. Homeless shelter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gay bar. 
Most made an actual club. Homeless shelter ever. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> uh, it famously received a one sentence review. In a word, and this is the review quote. In a word, Xana don't. That was the Xana entire review. Don't. I don't know who said it, but somebody did. But I could give it a less. I can give it a single word review, and it's crap. <laughs> uh, this was. And that's a real word. Exactly. <laughs> It's in the dictionary. <laughs> this is hilarious. This film was meant to launch Olivia Newton-John's career as a solo star, which it could have in porn, but <laughs> due to its complete failure at the box office, it became the one and only time she ever received top billing without a co-star in a theatrical release. Bummer. So, she didn't make that many movies. Really? I mean, yeah. she didn't really. I mean, I think and, she's like thanks in, to this like, one, probably. Like Pretty 15, much. 16, 18 things or something. Yeah, That's it's not all a like lot for, you know. Direct-to-TV yeah. type things or... Yeah, uh, in the final song that you know Xanadu, it's spoken twenty-one times, <laughs> so it's very repetitive. I guess actually that's probably the record for the most times a single word is said in a song. Maybe mm. I'm just guessing because the other one, you know, Rob Zombie and Bono, Bono like to go yeah, but like that's only like fourteen, seventeen times. So twenty-one time, one same word twenty-one times in a song. That, <laughs> I, I'm sure that has to be close to a record. If not, what send about, us an email. What about? Juvenile song, which one? The, I only know one. Put him back, back yeah, that that put him in the back, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one could be. So, maybe some most times a fake word is spoken. <laughs> or I'm blue. I'm blue. I would rather listen to that song on repeat. For how long is this movie? An hour and a half. For an hour and a half, <laughs> with just her picture or her scene at the end over and over. The blue that, song? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I actually had that CD, I hate to say. Isn't that I, like a French band? Even the Eiffel 65 or if something? If you yeah, consider yeah. nah a word, or nana, the Beatles have it a lot at the end of it. Nah, 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 nah. Mm-hmm. On Hey Jude. So. <laughs> I think that's... Like, I'm just getting just, a little stupid now, so it don't matter. <laughs> or something. Uh, originally cast to play Sonny, Andy Gibb. That would have been interesting. It would have fit better. I mean, especially if he would have sang. Yeah, because uh, Michael Beck was dubbed by some other dude. I didn't yeah. care enough to write that down, but yeah. he just so you know, that was Michael Beck singing. Uh, and originally, John Travolta turned down the role. Good for so him. So it could have been a Grease sequel <laughs> in a sense. Now I would have t- he, honestly at that point in his career, he could have taken it and it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. Because Travolta, I mean, uh, Tarantino probably still would have popped him in Pulp Fiction and Violet's career. Nobody would care. But yeah, so if Travolta was in it, you could have pretty much said, I guess, Grease 3, not 2, since they made a Grease 2, since they're reuniting them. And it might have actually been a success at the box office, simply because of the, the no, reuniting. I know, story is pretty important. Well, I imagine they probably could have, the opening gross probably could have tripled at least. Because people wouldn't oh, know at that point. Just like, money made? Yeah, yeah maybe. There, I mean, nothing could save it critically unless she took her top off. Yeah. Uh... This is pretty interesting, too, because, uh, of course, Gene Kelly is a I mean, world-famous dancer, more so even than movie star. He was, that was his big thing. He was a dancer. Uh, but for their little dance number, it was filmed after all principal photography had wrapped, and Gene Kelly actually choreographed the whole thing, and his conditions for it was a close set, which is him, Olivia Newton-John, a cameraman, and a choreographer that he had, choreographer that he had befriended, and nobody else. The thing, the thing with that is... If you're the director and you know this is a piece of garbage, really, that you're making, but you're able to get Gene Kelly, you let him do what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those that, yeah. And it's like you want to do it here, you want to do it this way, fine. Maybe it's like a big, uh, Will Smith is in your movie and like you're, you know. It's Wild Wild West. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, just do it, Will. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I know that this is a paycheck for me. 
You can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Oh, and uh, this is so funny. Remember we were talking about Django? And I, somebody, I can't remember where I heard this comic, but it was so funny that like when someone was saying, you know, Will Smith should it was supposed to be in Django. How do you think that turned out? And somebody said, we already know how it turned out. It was Wild Wild West. No, no. <laughs> I thought that was funny to go back. <laughs> anyway, to revisit an 80s revisit episode. But this uh, Xanadu was in a sense a sequel slash remake. Uh, Gene Kelly repri- reprises his role as Danny McGuire from the 1944 film Cover Girl. His co-star in that film was Rita Hayworth. And in 1947, she portrayed, portrayed the muse Terpeshaw in Down to Earth, the film upon which Xanadu was based. So, in a sense, Gene Kelly was reprising his role with a different, quote-unquote, muse from another movie in a pile of shit called Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> and what two movies would have to mate to shit this out? Or have this baby? You I couldn't. Mean, well, if it's just what, shit, it's, it's a mutation. Just, yeah, shit is shit. shit, is shit. Okay, yeah. if, if, if for, this, for this baby to hatch... From the ugly egg. Have <laughs> two movies the exact same. <laughs> Frobo caught one and two or something. What's the worst musical you can think of other than Xanadu? Ooh, I can't uh, think of another one because Xanadu is the worst musical I've ever seen. Worst musical. Let's have the internet help us. I would say The Wiz, but I like The Wiz. What's the music? Ten worst musicals of all time according to telegraph.co.uk. Oh, it's the Brits. Yeah, it's the Brits. This movie's fucking Brits. garbage. Oh, Carrie? Um, Carrie? That's a musical? Was, I don't know what the... Oh, they're talking... Okay, they're talking about actual Broadway stuff, like... Or West End. Oh, anyway, just screw that question. It was dumb anyway. <laughs> I'm ready to get done with this podcast. <laughs> Sorry to our listeners, this movie is just terrible. And if you like this movie, drop us a line. Let us know why you like it. What's so good about it to you? Or just if you want to send us some pictures of Olivia Newton-John from this movie, that'd be really great. <laughs> I'd like some high-res wallpaper because everything I can find is just screen caps from the movie. It's all <laughs> pixelated, and I don't want to, you know, Done download it on Blu-ray. Or so. Oh, okay, there you go, Rock of Ages. If Rock of Ages uh, had sex with Tron, <laughs> you'd have Xanadu. <laughs> and that's no disrespect to Tron. Tron has the good genes. It's yeah. the crap of Rock of Ages that's taking the good genes from Tron, the effects genes. These people think Sweeney Todd should be on the list. I like that movie a lot. I like Sweeney Todd. I like it too. Are they going in descending order or like, oh, Chicago? Oh, oh, no. Okay. I would, no. Yeah, Chicago was better than Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages was garbage. I did not like Chicago though. Have you seen Les Mis? Oh, yeah. What was your critique on uh, Russell Crowe's singing? I liked it. I liked his singing. Yeah. I mean, mean, not a lot of people would agree, but yeah, a lot of people are just like, oh, I, I take it back. I forgot about the remake of Hairspray. (laughs) <laughs> that movie was so fucking stupid. Which John Travolta did say yes to. And it scared the... When he would come on screen, it scared the crap out of me. That was frightening. Yeah. It it like, he had the crazy eyes, and I'm just like, ooh. I was like, oh my God, this is so creepy. Doing his best Mrs. Doubtfire impression. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but lately it's like... Now, the first time when he when Russell Crowe opened his mouth, I, I was t- I like, oh. Because like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I expected it maybe to be a little more operatic or you know or so to speak but I mean Russell Crowe has a six uh, sales while I mean he's not a Grammy winning artist but I mean he he's had several albums with his band and all that he's been in a rock band for years when I was watching it with Andrea but I like this part I I had no problem with it and listening to him he sounded like a little worse version of this freaking actor musician I'm thinking of I can't think of his name I'm like a worse version of him but not bad like (laughs) there's also fame 
Bring It On the Musical, Ghost the Musical. Which, what? Well, that that's on stage, isn't it? I'm pretty sure that's on stage. Yeah, all yeah, these are on stage. Shrek. Stage stuff. Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. I want to see that so bad. I kind of do, too. I want just... Yeah, especially at that South Park episode. <laughs> and, just, and, I mean, of course, I want to see it because uh, Bono and the Edge did the music. Which yeah. Which is my favorite band, so... Uh, even though it's... Oh, Evil Dead, the musical. This when, Last time I went to Vegas, that was playing, like, two nights at Planet Hollywood. But it was the two nights, like, it's ended the night... Or uh, the day we got there, it played the day before, and the day we left, it played the day after. <laughs> I wanted I'll to go see musical, it so bad. A musical I watched that I didn't really care for was Rent. Oh, I love Rent. I didn't really care for it. No problem. <laughs> I love it. The music's great. Everybody has AIDS. <laughs> AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. What's some of your favorite musicals, Jesse? Because you're the most musically inclined of everybody at this round table. Hmm. Square table, technically, but figuratively Films? round table. F- or just Any, in, in general. general. Stage or screen, either one. Um, Jekyll and Hyde. Really? Is that a, I guess you know it's a stage. That's a stage. They're actually making it into a movie, though. Really? So you'll probably be able to see it next year. Is it like a Broadway year. type thing? Or, I mean, or yeah, one of those kind of. Never heard. I didn't even know You that know, it's funny on YouTube. I don't know if it's still there, but they have the David Hasselhoff version. <laughs> to his credit, it's probably the best thing he's ever done. Really? Not saying that's the greatest, but, but best thing he's ever done, you know? <laughs> but you like it, I mean, for more so like for the music or. Yeah, the music's great. Um, Book of Mormon's great, too. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've, have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it, but I've listened to the soundtrack. Avenue Q. That's another great one. I haven't heard of that. You need to check that out. That's hilarious. Well, in the spirit of Book of Mormon, Hasadiga Iboe, everybody. Hasadiga Iboe. <laughs> and like, especially like, um, like if I see a musical or if I've seen something, you know, I'll listen to the soundtrack and I recognize everything. But like listening to Book of Mormon, I felt like I was watching it because it's, it, the it way it's told, job. it's done so well. I'm, I'm laughing out loud listening yeah. to it because it's so funny. Like, oh man! Like I listened to the musical on you know soundtrack over and over again. And then I watched it. It showed up on YouTube one day. I don't know how I caught it, but it was like yeah. gone the next. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I watched the whole thing just on YouTube, and uh, it was a good recording of it too. But for the most part, you get fulfillment the, out of the yeah. soundtrack. Which to me, like, because I had the late Miz soundtrack downloaded. Just because you know it's a famous musical, I never got around to listening to it until I right. saw the movie. I see the movie, I'm like, oh, this is the music is fantastic, blah blah blah. Uh, but I could definitely see listening to that one. Of course, I'm saying it in hindsight, but I could see not quite following it. Um, that was one much. I listened a lot to while I was researching for Red X. Um, and yeah, a few things were lost on me. If you really break down the words, you can figure it out, I'm but sure. you never want to do that because the whole time they're just singing. Yeah. You know? Which is some of our friends uh, actually didn't like it because it was the whole, you know, it's all conveyed through song mm-hmm. as where unlike, you know, like say Rent or uh, Rocky Horror or Hedwig where it's, you know, you have talking segments and then a song breaks out. Whereas Les Mis is one song, I think there's like 90 something songs in the movie. Like you <laughs> If know, you broke it down. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, I've read that somewhere. In reality, like, there, I think there's like 40 or something on the yeah. regular soundtrack. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, but I mean, if you haven't seen Lady Miz out there, it's fantastic, everybody. But avoid Xanadu <laughs> at all, unless you... Or just YouTube the last song just to see how beautiful Olivia Newton-John looks, because she was gorgeous. She looked really pretty when she was skating, too, in, the, in oh, yeah. her place. I kept waiting for her little frock thing or whatever to maybe slip a little bit more. And it wasn't a 1980, you know, PG movie, so I was hoping to have a little something, a little something-something shown, but no luck. Anyway, any final thoughts on Xanadu? 
I, I would watch it again if I had to, strictly because of her. <laughs> <laughs> With the sound up or off? Off. Okay, good, good man. <laughs> Score-wise, what would you give it? Three. Wow. I give it like a two. If she wasn't in it, what would you give it? Zero. If she wasn't in it? <laughs> probably one. Wow. Mm. It's bad. It's bad. Which is fine, everybody, because if you like it, that's you know that's that's really cool. Because let us know why. Yeah, I'd like to know, but I mean it's, it's similar. You know, I can understand how you feel because Daniel hates Big Trouble in Little China, but we all know out there if you're listening to this podcast that that's one of the greatest movies ever made. So be a lot different too if you never watched it until I'm sh- thirty. Uh, some people, <laughs> honestly, I, I mean, I, there is a degree of truth to that. But then you have, I think there's certain mindsets people have when it's a cult movie, yeah. of just automatically digging cult movies. Yeah, that's you know what I'm. Kind, that's what I'm kind of wondering if like, is Willow that good of a movie, or do I no, just? No. Love... Oh, speaking of that, Happy Willow Blu-ray release day. Yeah, <laughs> got mine from Amazon today. I'm watching it yet. tomorrow. Uh, Somebody's anniversary is coming up. Mm, maybe then. Maybe. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll drop a little. Well, no, you don't have a Blu-ray player. No. No. Sorry. Yeah. It has a DVD on it, too, so if you bought it... I'm poor. You still have the DVD, <laughs> but then when you get a Blu-ray player, when the next Xbox comes out and has a Blu-ray on it, you'll have the, the Blu-ray. I really doubt it. that's going to have a Blu-ray. Did they announce that? It's no speculation. Way. No way. Sony's think, got that on lockdown. I think so. We'll see. It would be nice. But <laughs> that's not yeah, and then it'll be a $700 system because of all the... <laughs> they'll make them pay just, up the licensing exactly. so much. For everyone you sell, we want half or more <laughs> that's true that's a good point yeah anyway okay enough of Xanadu <laughs> in the real world on August 4th uh, four days before this musical travesty was wrought havoc upon the people's ears John Lennon and Yoko Ono began the recording of the Double Fantasy album oh man bad week for music huh <laughs> <laughs> how dare you no yeah. <laughs> It was released on the 17th of August, and then, of course, December 8th, 1980, bang, bang, shoot, shoot, Mark David Chapman shot down John Lennon outside the Dakota. It was a bad way for music. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang, skeet, skeet. That's what I mean. Skeet, skeet. No. Shoot, shoot. No. It made <laughs> you're me thinking think of, of Borat. Yeah, yeah. Borat. Uh, I was okay. quoting Happiness is a Warm Gun, but you're <laughs> thinking of Borat. It made me think of Borat. Yeah. Huh? Bang, bang, skeet, skeet. Yeah, so that's what happened in the real world, everybody. You want to do your wheelhouse first or Back to the Future? We'll do the wheelhouse. Go ahead. <laughs> if we had some time. <laughs> oh, yeah, we don't have music. I meant to get on that, but I forgot. Daniel's really hoping someone would send me something. Rewind, I guess we could put it. I don't really have, we don't have a name for it, but. Whatever you want to call it. It's also one of those, I want Trey to see oh, his uh, sports knowledge. But anyway, uh, Xanadu came out August 8th, 1980. I don't have anything that, nothing really good has happened exactly on the 8th, mm-hmm. but on August 10th. The 62nd PGA Championship was a final round, and a dude by the name of Jack Nicklaus won it. Hmm. Um, he used to play his games. Yeah. He, the, the Golden Bear, and the PGA is actually one of the majors mm-hmm. in golf. There's four majors, the Masters, the British Open, the U.S. Open, and the PGA. PGA is usually the last one. So I hate he, that, too, because one's called the U.S. Open, and I'll hear on the Sports Center or something like, oh, the U.S. Open starts, oh, like, oh, tennis. tennis. Yeah. Like, oh, well, it's golf. Well, fuck this. <laughs> Okay. The, I love. I like to watch golf majors. I enjoy watching the Masters. That's is really some, good. It's like baseball to me. I yes. Just, oh, I'd rather watch golf than baseball. I can't right. get. I just. I played the I get hell bored. out of the golf game. Than Jack I like Nicholas golf games. Golf game. They're fun, but watching it is just. I had the Jack Nicklaus game on the Turbo Graphics. Wow. I had it on the PC. Mm-hmm. That was my first experience with level creation. 
What I did is I hmm. took a Jack Nicholas golf course, and you could just make your own levels. Mm-hmm. But I changed all the sprites, like all the trees and stuff, to Doom monsters. <laughs> so it was the Doom course? <laughs> yeah, it was all Doom. Oh, like, nice. the, the skies were red like hell. Because I was about to ask, I mean, was it, was it you know, uh, two-dimensional sprites? In yeah, two-dimensional yeah, space? Yeah, the ones that always game? look at you. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it came out around when Doom came out. Wow. That's cool. God, I love that. <laughs> Doom golf. Doom golf. That's you need to do a Doom wide. <laughs> And put it he up. was still the same. He was just the guy in a short sleeve shirt. Oh, you should have like changed golf. the color scheme to like the green yeah. shirt and the helmet. Yeah, that would have been overkill for me <laughs> yeah. at that time because you know, I was yeah. seven or that's or awesome, 10, something like that. Well, uh, <laughs> I had it on Turbo Graphics and it took a while to load. Like it would take a while to actually load the screen, but it was a good, it was a good game. Uh, Jack Nicklaus. Turbo Graphics. The Golden Bear went on to win 18 major championships, which is the most ever in golf. Who's second? What's the number? 14. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> he only won one. <laughs> What's, uh, I only know a few golfers. Uh, is it the Shock? Nope. He's not even close. Shooter oh, really? McGavin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgot about him. Uh, the obvious guess would be Tiger Woods, but I don't think it's, don't say, I don't, I don't think it's Tiger Woods. I would say before I'd say Tiger Woods. Before I say Tiger Woods, I would say uh, oh, what's it? Phil Mickelson? Nope. Okay, that's all the golfers I know. It's Tiger Woods. Okay, I got it right. <laughs> who's four or who's second or third? I guess I'm sorry. You won't know the, the oh. rest. Third is Walter Hayden. Fourth or tied for fourth is Gary Player, and you might have heard of this guy, Ben Hogan. Tiger has 14. Walter Hayden has 11. Heroes. Gary Player <laughs> and Ben so Hogan have nine. So what about uh? Greg Norman. I mean, like, do you, or do you know? I don't know how many. Because I mean, you know, those are the being not interested in the sport, but knowing of those people, I don't I think he assume, has a ton of majors. Wow, you just kind of assume, yeah, that, that those uh, not knowing the sport that those people like NASCAR. I assume Jeff Gordon or Earnhardt Jr. is like good or something. Earnhardt Jr. That's the only names good. I hear. So Jimmy or Johnson, Danica Patrick, Jimmy Johnson, Tony Stewart. But I don't that's, watch. I don't watch NASCAR me either. Anymore. So I mean, again, you're just I hearing qu- these names. I yeah, quit, that's a NASCAR guy. I guess they're good. I quit watching NASCAR. When Dale Earnhardt died, that's pretty much when I stopped. Because it was traumatic. It was just like your Not hero. really. If you actually saw the wreck, I seen it. It's it like, doesn't look it looks that like bad. Nothing. Exactly. I think it killed him instantly. Or it. Was, seat belts, kids. Don't wear much. them. Don't wear them. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> wear your seat belts, everybody. That was just a joke. There's your uh, movie rewind. So now we can go on to the next segment, which is. Back to the future. Yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> I'll get some. Not next week, but maybe the week after. Yeah. Just whenever. I don't care. <laughs> no, I do care, but I don't help. care. It would help. But uh, this week I figured... We don't have sound effects today. Uh, coming back from the 80s to modern day, let's talk about the new Tomb Raider. Uh, I know you've completed it. We'll do spoil. We'll I preface it with spoiler-free. Spoiler-free, uh, okay. I haven't completed it, so. but I know you have, so you'll be able to give some input. Uh I like it a lot. Yeah, it's very Uncharted-ish. And we kind of talked about this before, me and you, Jesse, anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, a little repetitive maybe for us. But uh, the only the, my biggest complaint with it, honestly, is that the puzzle elements are Lacking. practically non-existent. I agree. Uh, I've only done like three of the tombs out of like the 12 or whatever. And each one is like, oh, just, just move this thing here. And, and that's it's like a one putt, like a one step. You said you only done three? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I never had any that were extremely hard, and it's always you figure out one thing, you're done, and you're done. Okay, yeah, that's kind of, that's really disappointing. Uh, to me, it doesn't take away from the game as a whole. 
knowing that or experiencing that simply because I think it's well made. It's, but it is definitely not a traditional Tomb Raider. Yeah. Uh, and she hates tombs. Yeah. She actually <laughs> says that. <or> be, <laughs> it's so stupid. I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, she's Wrong there for work. <laughs> I guess she's going to have a change of character in the next one back in Huntington. Because uh-huh. uh, especially the last two, the puzzle, the tomb puzzle, you know, where you're in this room to where you're, you know, wherever you are listening to this, if there was an inch tall person, the room you're in is a tomb and you have to solve it by climbing this area, triggering this time gate mechanic and getting back, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, th- I'm sorry to see that's not implemented as well. Uh, uh, the place I'm at now, without spoiling things, is called, sh- you'll probably recognize it, the Shantytown. Yeah, Shanty. Uh, I like that area. That area reminds me of a big puzzle area because you kind of have to figure out how to get around it. Uh-huh. But it's not rocket science. I mean, it's no, it's not. Just do you know? Because it's Metroid esque. You get you learn to you learn you get flaming arrows. You get rope arrows. You get this. Blah blah blah. Exactly. And the second you get it, you're, you're going to be use using it. it. Yeah. yeah. So and you probably won't be using what you learned before for a little while. Yeah. There's not like a, I was kind of bummed about that. At least yeah. There's no puzzle that I've experienced. I'm, I, my percentage on the game is like 48, so I don't know if I'm halfway through or if I've like collected enough stuff to be and progressed far enough. What I've found enough. with most games is that 100% isn't the end. I mean, it is, like, but that's everything. Like yeah, the game not somewhere necessarily in the just 50 the story. through 100s. That's yeah. what I was wondering, so I don't, I don't know if I'm over halfway. What would you say, being at the Shantytown? Uh, you're... No, you're not quite halfway. Okay, good. I mean, I love playing the game. The game like, According to your percentage, you are. But uh, again, like we were talking the other day, I, I like farm areas because you get experience, you level up in the game. Well, if you're farming areas and you're completely like covering everything, like I ended the game at 75 because like halfway there, I was like, I'm just going to stop collecting everything. I'll go back. <laughs> because there are parts where you need the item that you're going to get later. Yeah, I've noticed like, because I asked there's like a rope on a door and I'm like, Jesse, what do I do? And you're like, you'll get it soon. Like and you know yeah yeah and then like okay make then because the like you said you get an item or you get that you one find you a lighter on the them? ground yeah okay but there's some like early on like you'll see like a uh, salvage hanging from crates yeah when you have the don't have the item to get it mm-hmm. but you know you'd have to restart the whole game to or you know go back go to that all area. the way back yeah. yeah which I mean I like that kind of I like that aspect but in a month where last what came out last week. Starcraft 2, Heart of the Swarm come out today, as did God of War. Which I'm currently 4. downloading. <laughs> uh, what else? And then next week is Gears of War Judgment. And then the week after that is Bioshock Infinite. The week after that is Injustice. It's like there's so many games to play right now. I'm not going to play them all. Why not? <laughs> Me either, but I hate having a. I Are hate having Injustice. Juice. I plan on it. I, I want to see that one, see if it's worth it. Have you seen the videos for I it? I have. That, it like, looks awesome. That's what sold me on it. And because it's, it's by so NetherRealm awesome. that did Mortal Kombat, so you know it's going to play well. I hope so. And just watching the... Go, just go to YouTube, everybody, and just check out the videos if you like DC Comics. It's all about those kind of superheroes and everything, so it's really cool. I've never seen... I don't remember seeing anything on it. Oh, imagine no. Mortal Kombat with DC characters, but not like the, I mean, we the game that came out before it. Mortal Kombat versus DCU, which was terrible. And yeah, because they've had such a bad history... Um, well, from what I heard, that I never played that one, but I heard, but you know, it's more it, it's versus Mortal Kombat, and there's no fatalities because DC doesn't want their characters to be killed. killed. <laughs> you know, okay, I understand that, but the thing the thing that won me over about Injustice is just watching the interaction, <laughs> the environment, and to where like you know you're gonna have not necessarily a finishing move, but 
I guess a better way to word it would be a coup de gras. <laughs> right. Where there's just an extravagant end thing to where, like, you know, you're defeated. Critically injured. <laughs> Critically <laughs> Don't quite finish him. Leave them breathing. That was an ad. Oh, yeah. Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Fucking stupid. No. Didn't three just come out? Did, yeah, I, I was I'm talking still to playing Trey it. About yeah, the, yeah it came talking. out well like last year. I mean, and this one is like. And four. honestly, I'm not a fan of the the series. Here's the, here's the deal. I'm gonna I'll sum up this entire series for you real quick. One through three are awesome, except three ended. Like, oh, that's there's good. a new story that's supposed to be happening. So why the fuck are they going backwards with this game? Like that's what's puzzling because the now without spoiling anything, like specific. I'll never play it. But the end of Assassin's Creed 3 sets up the next stage of that universe, which is out of the fucking past. Okay, is it is not two different developers like uh, Call not, of Duty? Not that I know of. I don't know. Mm. But when I once I, when I saw that they were releasing Assassin's Creed 4 and it was a pirate game, I tuned out immediately because they're milking it like they did with Brotherhood and Revelations. They had one. You had Assassin's Creed one in uh, ancient. Uh, I think it was maybe it was AD. It must have been AD Jerusalem if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was, because it was, like, around the uh, fall. And then um, the part two took place in Renaissance Italy. Venice and, like, all those kind of areas. And then two had two not-quite-numbered sequels, Brotherhood and uh, Revelations, which expanded the story, which they were good for what they were. I mean, it was more of the same, but it expanded the story. And then three comes out, you know, that's the next sequel. The numbered one is a sequel, is a advancement. You're going from uh, Renaissance Italy to American Revolution. Which, to me, didn't work because you go from a, a bustling city where you can climb up anything to a sparsely populated forest and towns with buildings miles apart. Like, it, the gameplay didn't... Like, it felt like a step backwards even in that one. And honestly, if you played either of the Arkham City or... I mean, Arkham Asylum or Arkham City games, it feels like a step backwards already because when you're playing those games, you can navigate the environment so effortlessly, no matter where you are. Whereas in Assassin's Creed, you're like, okay, uh, oh, I can climb up that... And then you walk for a minute, jump up it, and then you know. Not I'm not disrespecting the game. I love the Assassin's Creed series, but the fact that they're going, they're four is just a milk. They're milking it now. They're not. I guess they thought let's crank one more out that's historical instead of progressing the story to the next. You know, it should have been Assassin's Creed three, something. Right. Because you have ships in three. You said you were playing through three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean you have ships in three where you're ca- you're sailing and you have cannon battles, which are pretty cool and they they look fantastic. So they're like, oh, let's just make a whole game on that. Why not just call it, you know, not four, but something else? So that way, when I, as me being somebody who wants to play the core story, not these side, stupid side things that are getting ridiculous, mm-hmm. I can just wait for Assassin's Creed 4 to come out and be like, okay, this is the continuation of the main story. And I said that I was going to sign up for like a minute, and I was like two. So I apologize <laughs> for that. But I, I got to talking about it. I think there's more non Xanadu material in this episode than Xanadu related. I know, it's fine. <laughs> Unless you're out there and you really, really like Xander, in which case we apologize, <laughs> but not really. Uh, so I guess that about does it. Any final thoughts on anything we've talked about today? Good. I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if, you need to get a, if you'd like to get a hold of us and tell us how wrong we are for not liking Xanadu, or how right we are, or again, any Olivia Newton-John wallpaper you want to whip up for us, 80sRevisited at gmail.com. On, on the Facebooks at Awesome Podcast Network, and then on Twitter at Awesome Podcasts. <sighs> Next week, it's going to be a mystery, as we've teased, I remembered. <laughs> oh, I did forget one key thing I thought was quite witty. You know the body count for this movie? For Xanadu? Yeah. Zero? Two. 
two. Ooh. Olivia Newton-John and Michael Beck's careers. Oh! oh! And on that note, <laughs> let's dance the night away, guys. Till next time, everybody. I'm Trey Harris. Zanis Goose. Jesse Sedgwick. <laughs> He's in a scooch. Kawazana Dubunga. I don't know. <laughs> James and Angela. There you go. We're out of here. Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesome podcast network. And follow us on Twitter at awesome podcasts.